come on somebody. That is so good. So when you think about it, those words mm-hmm. carry weight. Our prayers have power and worship is a weapon. That's a mighty melody, you guys, to see that the God of the universe sees you. He knows you tonight, wherever you're tuning in from. We just want to say welcome back. That was an amazing time of worship. And we get to declare the praises of the one who called us out of the darkness into his wonderful light. And that's amazing. So welcome back. Again, my name is Josiah Keneally. Welcome to the Young Adults Today 2021 Virtual right. Conference. Are you excited, I'm Micah? so excited. High five. High five. Okay, kiss. <laughs> I have chapstick on. Oh, I don't think you on. wanted it. You want sticky lips? <laughs> I didn't think you wanted sticky lips. So I was just looking out for them. <laughs> but man, we had a great time of worship. And before that, we just welcomed everyone. And mm-hmm. we want to share a message about prepare the That's way. Right. Prepare the way. And as leaders, we have a unique opportunity to prepare the way. And before we get started in the message, Mikey, you just have like a word of encouragement that the yeah. Lord laid on your heart. You want to share that? Well, just to know that, you guys, we've been praying for you literally since the end of 2020 conference. The next day, the Mall of America was shutting down, and that's where we were holding our event. So I just want to say, like, let's celebrate that we did survive 2020. Come on. I know that we've all experienced some form of loss, whether that's a family member, a friend, a job, um, financial stability, a home. But you know what? God is still seated on his throne. And we can still rejoice in the fact that he is who he says he is. And I just love what Peter, um, 1 Peter 2, 9 says. And it simply says this, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. And I feel like 2020 for majority of the world, I would say that 2020 was a dark year. It was a dark season. It was hard. It was challenging. And the amazing thing is Josiah is very positive, very much an optimist. And we just love life and we love adventure. So what we had said and what we began to pray literally the weekend that everything shut down um, after the last conference, it was simply this. We are not going to come out of COVID with nothing to show for it. That's right. We are going to be better parents, better spouses, better friends, better teammates, better friends than ever before. And it's sad to say that a pandemic had to wake and shake us like that. But here's the deal. We believe that 2021, this is an opportunity for that glorious and marvelous light to shine through, that God is giving us a chance to pivot our ministry in so many different ways as ministry leaders. That is a word that we know. Zoom is the other word. If I haven't said that before, those are two words that I think I've heard the most in 2020 and the beginning of 2021. Micah's favorite TV show is Friends. And when she says pivot, I think of the couch and Ross and Rachel and saying pivot in Ross's uh, funny voice, but anyway. Yeah, so this uh, pivot is a funny word to think about after, you know, watching Friends, like you said. But I just want to encourage you. This is something that I've been praying specifically for you guys by name male, female, young, old, no matter how long you've been in ministry, is to stop hesitating and step into the mantle that God has given you and to really lean into that and to be reminded that we live in a world where there's a lot of tension, there's a lot of hate, there's a lot of negative things going on. And I would just encourage you to be mindful of the fact that Jesus said, like, if they hate you, it's because they hated me first. So we have an opportunity as fellow Christians and believers to just encourage one another, encourage the non-believer. We call them pre-believers because you never know 
know who you're going to run into or who's going to step into your ministry and be on the brink of one invitation away from eternity with Jesus Christ himself. So that is definitely what we've been praying for. And we just want to say there's a reason you're here. And I hope you've come prayed up and expecting God to move in some amazing ways. So excited. And we'd like to just share with you a little bit about our story and Mm -hmm. who we are, because a lot of young adults today, whether it's the podcast, the conference, other resources, a lot of those kind of flow out of who we are really Mm -hmm. as a couple. And um, our story is one that, Micah, you can start it because you have a part of the story, I have a part of the story, and we'll kind of tag team it. But your story began in North Dakota. It did. And I just want to say for anybody who's single, who's wanting to do ministry with a future spouse, that God will honor that. He will hopefully provide that to you if you're patient and if you're willing to not settle along the way. And one amazing thing that I was praying just as a single person starting a young adult ministry with a couple of friends back in North Dakota and seeing that just explode because nobody else was doing it, right? So we just had so much fun doing that. But I was praying for my future spouse, knowing that God was calling me into a ministry as a young adult female and not knowing what that looked like or what that meant. And while I was in North Dakota seeking the Lord, Josiah was one state over seeking God. Just across the border. Just across the border, right? Six, seven hours away. And God was doing amazing things in his life as a single young adult serving God through ministry as well. So, And do you just want to share, maybe off script for a second, for the person who needs to hold on to hope? God gave you a picture to hold on to and a promise yeah. in that season. Yeah. Um, I just call us Joseph moments. We know that Joseph was um, a young man who a maybe... Yeah, who dreamt something and he maybe shared his information with his brothers a little too soon before God actually moved in those awesome ways. But I was praying one night and I said, God, like, if my husband's not here, then send me to him. Because obviously you're not going to bring him here. So make that clear. If you want me to move, I'll move. I'll go where you want me to go as long as he is in love with you. He's in an incredible season and he's not dating anybody else. So if you have to take him out back and rough him up a bit, or if he needs to be healed from something that he's wrestling with, God, would you please just do that and meet him where he is? And I went to bed one night. I'm like, God, I want to see his face. And I'm not saying that God will do this for you, but I'm also saying that he won't do this, is reveal himself through dreams when you start to pray and you start to understand who he is and you understand the word of God and just the power and just that increase of faith that comes along with um, teaming up with him in every area of life. So I prayed one night and I said, God, I want to see his face. And guess what? God showed me his face. It was Josiah. There was a city in the background. He had a black twins hat on, a black jacket, um, bright blue eyes. And in the dream or in the vision that he gave me, um, he's like, Micah, I love you. And I remember saying, I love you too. And I woke up and I was so mad, you guys. I was so upset. And I was upset that the fact that I didn't know who he was. I'm like, God, I don't even know anybody who looks like that. And God's like, time out. Like, what have you been praying for? And do you want what I have for you? And then I'm just like, I'm not really a crier, but in that moment, I was like, yes, God, what would you have for me? So I had to have a repentant heart in that moment to recognize that God was doing things in his heart. He was doing things in my heart, and he was revealing himself through the promises of who he says he is. And I held on to that. So when I met Josiah, I shook his hand the first day in church, and I was like, God goes, yep, because that was a face that I saw in my dream. God never gave me a name, but I moved here in the process about six months later, shook his hand, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is the guy from my dream, you know, I had that freak out moment, but never once did I have a Joseph moment say, God told me that I could potentially marry you. So I did one of two, two things. I prayed for my future spouse, 
and I prayed for Josiah, two separate prayers. And I'm like, God, if they are ever going to overlap and become part of your will, then you need to make that happen, but you need to reveal it to him as well. So if we're both walking in cadence with you and we're seeking God the way that we should be in all areas of life, you let it happen. So needless to say, fast forward, that was long, three, three and a half years into marriage now, but Josiah found out where my favorite place was. He asked me once we started dating after coming back from a mission trip. And he said, Micah, what is one of your favorite places? And I said, Grand Canyon, hands and, down. And hold on <laughs> to that. Just don't do anything with it, but just get ready. Because here's the thing. Just to back up my side of the story and to yeah. come in there. I remember being five years old. And my parents are first-generation Christians. <laughs> they found Jesus as young adults themselves. And they brought our family I have an older sister and a younger sister, and they brought our family to the Billy Graham Crusade in 1996, Minneapolis, Minnesota, a stadium called the Metrodome that no longer exists. It's the U.S. Bank Stadium now, and I remember making a lifelong decision to follow Mm -hmm. Jesus in that moment, and there was people I loved that went forward that night, and fast forward to growing up. In my senior year of high school, kind of two pivotal defining moments happened. One is I watched people that I grew up with, that I love, who grew up in church, walk away from their faith. Mm -hmm. And it burdened me deeply on a personal level. And you hear the statistics, and those numbers matter, but it was so much more. It was names and stories and people Mm -hmm. I loved. And then I watched literally, we'll share more about this later as well, that there was a friend of mine and many friends who invited themselves to youth group. They gave their life to Christ and God changed everything. There was like a mini revival in our graduating class. And that's when I knew that I had some career plans, some college plans, and God said, time out. I want you to cancel those and I want you to go into ministry. And the church I grew up at, Cedar Valley Church, a large church here in the Twin Cities, they did not have a young adult ministry. So it was a missing link in a very large church at the time. And I remember God tapped me on the shoulder and called me by name and asked me to do something about the problem. And that's where um, I stepped out in faith, said yes to God, canceled the (laughs) career plans, went to North Central University, studied ministry. And then our pastor, Jerry Strankwist, said, I want to give you a shot and see what God can do. Mm -hmm. We start a young adult ministry. And that's where it all began for me. And a lot of about what we're about to share is really, I started out 21 years old, just graduating high school, or sorry, just graduating college, and there was no young adult ministry. There was Mm -hmm. few podcasts, no books, no conference like this one. And that's where a lot of these resources came from, is a burden because the next generation matters so much. And back into our story for a second, Mm -hmm. Micah said Grand Canyon. That's right. And I remembered that. I don't know if you remember that, but she said her favorite place on planet Earth is a Grand Canyon. So when I became friends, we met, the handshake, we served in ministry side by side for over a year. Then on, I'm Irish, so on St. Patrick's Day 2017, I said, would you come on an adventure with me? She said, yes, I would love to. <laughs> and we went here. I'm going to show you this picture here in a second. And this picture is amazing. We love it. We treasure that photo. It's unplanned. A gal at the Space Gal, Emily Calandrelli, had just gotten engaged. Her and her fiancé also went to the Grand Canyon. And she has, like, a NASA Mm -hmm. telescope. She truly worked for NASA at the time. And she Mm -hmm. had a NASA telescope, and she takes that picture, runs around the south rim of the Grand Canyon, south rim, and gives us the SD card. And we were like, oh. You're amazing, and we hold on to that, but that's a little bit about us. And I said, Micah, will you come on an adventure of a lifetime? You said? 
I said, yes. And a part of me said, it's about time. And I said, what would have you done if I would have said no? He said, I would have said, push me now. True, true story. <laughs> you, you can quote me on it. And then fast forward a few months to our wedding day, we got married yep. um, at our home church where I grew up. And, um, you know, I'm so glad that you said yes. I am too. Thanks for saying and, that. And we definitely love love. And the next picture that we're going to show you, we, um, a year ago, we didn't know, are we going to have a boy? Are we going to have a girl? But we knew that a baby was coming, and we prophetically believe we named our daughter a prophetic name. Um, her name is Aurora. She's 10 months old. And her name, Aurora, really means out of the darkness, a bright light will shine, or a dawn of a new day. And this is a picture of Aurora. <laughs> our daughter, we love her so much. She's live streaming with Grandma. So, hey, baby girl. <laughs> She's probably waving like this. <laughs> And Micah, what else? What's next for us? Well, we had another, another surprise. Uh, we've always just been praying, like, God, we will just do what you want us to do. We want to go on an adventure with you. So we have another baby coming. Um, last year, Aurora, um, she joined us in the belly, and now we have baby two coming in August of 2021. So they're joining us live right now. They just don't even know it, probably. <laughs> Hi, baby. This is your dad. I love you. He always says everything's going to be okay. That's right. And that worked after Aurora was born. So we're hoping it works for this one too. <laughs> and look, outside of ministry, we're just people who love Jesus. Mm -hmm. We're simple people. One of our favorite passions and hobbies is having fun, going hiking, running, having adventure, going rock climbing, sometimes watching movies. But one of our favorite things to do when it's warm out is what, Micah? Oh, a nice twins game where you're out. You can enjoy a nice cold Pepsi. You can... Just enjoy the sun and the rays and just get out of the house, right? So we love fun. We love adventure. And the Twins game is never, never fails us, right? Type, type amen into the comments if you love the Twins game. The fun story about this picture, this is Micah and I in our seats. And we, some of our dear friends, Logan and Mac Ketterling, were actually at their church, River Valley Church, where they're on staff at. And they're here <laughs> uh, attending the conference right. and with a watch party. And we didn't plan that last picture. It just happened. They just showed up right next to us and that's the beauty of friendship and we just pray that friendships would last a lifetime that one and others mm -hmm. and just um we're so grateful again that you tuned in we're so believing god has great things in store and we want to share just a little bit of vision when it comes to young adults today i mentioned earlier that young adults today exist because other resources don't there's really nothing else like it and we the church are missing an entire generation. That's an issue, an issue that God's giving ideas about, mm -hmm. and he's giving inspiration, and those inspirations become incubated, and, and over time we, we gain insight and input and eventually implement strategies that can solve the yeah. issue from a God idea. And we believe that this generation can and will change the world. We believe that their faith is worth everything. And Micah and I and those at Young Adults Today are obsessed about helping churches strategize, mm -hmm. start, strengthen um, new young adult ministries. And we really do it by three things. We want uh, to provide helpful resources that are useful, to have lifelong relationships, right. and catalytic rallying points like this mm -hmm. one. I felt like the Holy Spirit just showed me that I believe everyone linking in, what you're doing matters so much. Tonight, you're on heaven's radar, my friend. Mm -hmm. And I have a question, like, what happens if we don't reach the next generation? 
What happens? What happens if we don't reach the next generation? I just believe that the work we're doing together collectively matters so much that the stakes are so high. And a few helpful resources that we're going to put in the comments, we're going to post a little picture. Our team is at hard work. Shout out to everyone. That's right. But Micah, what are a few of the ways that people can kind of like stay connected even beyond this conference? Well, I think the first way is Young Adults Today podcast. We air a new episode every Monday. So if you you have been tuning in or you're brand new and you've never tuned in here's how you can get connected we have authors there are pastors just amazing people that we've been able to get in contact with that want to pour into you and into your ministry and encourage you where you're at and like Josiah said the second way is relationships relationships so are so key so, so we have a resource we have relationships but Josiah what is the name of that Facebook group that they can get yeah, plugged into there's a Facebook group uh, Matt Martinez is on the back end Matt thank you so much he's going to put in a link to a facebook group a community called young adult ministry leaders that there are over 1100 almost 1200 people just right. like you who are passionate about this generation who are burdened deeply by god and who want to make the name mm -hmm. of jesus known so that others may see <laughs> the goodness of god in the land of the living so we're making sure that that's in the comments mm -hmm. and lastly micah what's next well, I think it's the next level, the rallying points, which are one, hopefully next year, you guys, 2022, will hopefully be in person. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Book your so, tickets. We'll see you there. Yes, we hope I to see you there. Wait. Eyeball to eyeball, not screen to screen. But it's the conference, and the podcast began, and what was birthed out of the podcast was this conference. This would be another in person rallying point for people like you and for your teams essentially i remember there's sometimes days where i feel like maybe giving up like wondering the question am i doing anything mm. significant for the cause of christ am i being disobedient am i even making a difference i don't know if you've ever been there <laughs> and it was that day that um the team from messenger international reached out and asked if john bevere could do an interview with us on the young adults today podcast it'll air soon and I remember this was a defining moment particularly because we've, like, the church I grew up in, John and Lisa, they each came and spoke almost annually growing up and just love the Beveers. Addison will be on a breakout session, right. their son, later. But John said this, Josiah Micah, I love what you guys are doing, and I've took, I took this interview with you because I'm 64 years old and I've never done a podcast for young leaders. Right. And I just believe, like, that was a moment of wind in our sails, of encouragement. And I guess Micah and I just feel like the theme of this conference, 2021, is prepare mm -hmm. the way. Right. Prepare the way. And an example of a pure-hearted leader, that's another phrase you'll hear us use a lot, pure-hearted leadership. But another example of a leader who was pure-hearted, who prepared the way, was John the Baptist. And in our text tonight, it will, it'll be brief, but Mark 1 second book in the New Testament, the gospel writer Mark, starts out his gospel with this. And I just find that really interesting that Mark starts out his gospel saying this in Mark 1, 1, and I'll just read a few of the verses. It says, the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah, the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people in Jerusalem were baptized by him. Catch that. That's pretty cool. In the Jordan River, John wore clothing made of camel's hair, 
interesting look, looking dude. He liked um, locust and honey to eat. We can try that in our after party tonight. And this was his message. After me, don't miss this, after me comes the one mm-hmm. more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down to untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And some good. translations say, and in fire. And I just, I think what's so important that I catch about that is prepare the way. Prepare the way. The anthem of John the Baptist, by the way, was this. Less of me, more of him. Less of Josiah and Micah, more of Jesus. Less of us linking in here on the Zoom call and more of Jesus. And he's the one who sends the Holy Spirit. He's the advocate. He's the one who hung on the cross so you can hold on to hope. And I love what John Maxwell says about leadership. He says that a leader's role is three things. This is good if you're taking notes, you want to write this down. It's one of my favorite quotes. John Maxwell says a leader's role is to know the way, go the way, and show the way. And in our world today, look, I mean, people are quick to tell you on Instagram the way. But there is only one who's the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier to post or scroll or compare. But what's really important is to actually know the way. And we can know the way. And then to actually go the way as pure-hearted leaders to, to lead people. Mm-hmm. so that they may know the way and follow in that way. And so we as leaders know the way, go the way, and show the way. But what's interesting, you can't take people, and I can't take people, we can't take people mm-hmm. as followers where we haven't been first ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, Mike, I just want you to share more about this, but our friend Chris Brown says this. He says, there's a little <laughs> comfort on the growth track. Little growth on the comfort track and little comfort on the growth track. Mm-hmm. And us at Young Adults today, Mike and I, we want to be on the growth track. It mm-hmm. didn't mean the easy way. Right. It didn't mean <laughs> the commonly traveled way, but it meant the growth track. And there's not always comfort. And what would you say about that? I would just say that we've been praying that you are all leaders that are truly preparing the way and recognizing that you are a pioneer, whether you're taking something over from somebody else's leadership and they've taken the shoes with them, right? You're not trying to fill their shoes. Preachers and sneakers right there. There you go. So you need to know what God's called you to in the direction that he's called you to lead and how to lead. And then we look at the other side of that is the fact that you're going no, you're going for some somebody else has never gone before. And the definition of pioneer is someone who is among the first to explore and to settle a new country or area. A new That's ministry. Young adult ministry right, right there. Pioneering. Yeah, ministry 101 is how in the world do you start something? And a pioneer prepares the way. Pioneers go where no man or no woman has ever gone before. Good word. So you guys who are listening, you women who are listening, you have grit. You have the tenacious spirit to know that God is preparing the way, and he's called you to help that way and help his name be known in the process. And two things I would just say to that. I don't know if if you know me, you know that I'm a person of prayer. I love to pray. I love to hear what God's speaking to myself, to Josiah, to the people around. I love when she prays. And he always says at night, will you just bless me? (laughs) 
So you want a spouse who will be able to pray for you and who wants to be blessed by you. That's always a good thing to have. Um, But I would say that everything is birthed in prayer, knowing how to hear the voice of God, discern the voice of God, but then actively live out what he's been downloading to us from the prayer room, from our prayer closet, and just knowing the throne room of what does the prayer room actually mean. Because we come across so many young adults who are like, I'm 25 years old, I've been a Christian my whole life, but I've never prayed out loud. And I'm like, You've never prayed out loud? So we, even in our, you know, home, will ask students, are you willing to be uncomfortable and take the different track to use your voice to bless those next to you, to ask God to reveal himself to you? So I believe everything that you're doing or the people that you're leading needs to be brought to the throne room and help God will help prepare the way in that process. And the second thing is, um, as pastors and spiritual leaders, That's one of our roles. As pastors, we are spiritual leaders. But if we're not spiritually healthy ourselves or we're not soaking in the word of God and we're not praying, we're running on empty, essentially. So I just pray and I want to be one of these people that I'm filled up with what God's saying so I can pour out. We want to be people in this group, and hopefully from this conference, you can understand our heart, is that we don't want to only be consumers. We want to be contributors. Amen we want to, to contribute yes, um, wisdom and knowledge and uh, ref- uh, references or resources or discovering and uncovering questions and teaching people along the way. So pray like you've never prayed before, Josiah. That's what Josiah says. Pray like you've never prayed before, like your life depends on it each and every single day. And it really does. And not only do our lives depend on it, but the people that we're trying to lead, their eternity hangs in the balance. And what Mm -hmm. I found in my own personal walk with God and in my own personal life and experience and ministry Mm -hmm. is that there are many people who I actually think I am the only person that might pray for them. Mm -hmm. And that's a convicting thought right there. That's a heavy load. And I get it that Jesus cares, you know, he cares and he carries the weight of the world. But he asks me to participate. Right. And prayer is powerful. It is, we cannot over-exaggerate the emphasis of prayer. Mm-hmm. And things like breakthrough, mm-hmm. things like miracle, breakthrough, miracle power happen when we pray. True. It's amazing. And I need more of it in my life. I was sitting with a group of our college students in our small group last night, and we were studying Ephesians, one of my favorite books, trying to memorize it, but on the way still in process. God's preparing the way. And what's amazing is I was sitting with the group and and I brought them to Ephesians 6 to kind of conclude. And I just asked this, the full armor of God, we talked about why it's important, Mm -hmm. but I asked this, which piece in your armor might be broken and might you need to step up and and replace? Wow, that's good. And the number one is we just went around the garage. We were in our garage last night. We went around the garage. We had masks on and everything. And we just See, uh, we, we just said, like, the number one thing they said is they're fearful about the future. They're fearful mm-hmm. about the finances, but they need the sword of the Spirit. They, and, and I just felt like the Holy Spirit goes, Josiah, tell them that a, a dusty Bible is the equivalent to a dull sword. Ooh, wow. I felt and, like God downloaded that to me last night. I've never heard it before, but a dusty Bible is... The equivalent to a dull sword. And Jesus calls us in to battle. He invites mm-hmm. us, and it's the Lord's army. And he gives us a heads up. It's going to be warfare. You need a helmet. You need a shield. You, you have an offensive weapon of Scripture. But a dusty Bible 
is a dull sword. And so these guys, like, we're working on sharpening our swords. Mm -hmm. And like I said, like, pray like never before. Mm -hmm. And here's the deal. The question is never, will God be with us? Mm -hmm. The question is always, will we be with God? Mm -hmm. I'll say it again, like, the question is never, will God be with us? He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. Yeah. The question is always, will we be with God? Those are heavy questions to reflect on. And <laughs> I just think that it's so important that God might be speaking to you tonight, and you're here for a reason, and he mm -hmm. has hope for you to hold on to. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, pure-hearted leadership and preparing the way doesn't mean perfection. Right. Can you talk about that? I think it's something I just, you know, recently just wrote about. I feel like God downloaded to me, like, I want to be a pure-hearted leader, but I can't expect myself to be perfect. We serve a perfect God, but I can't expect our leaders to be perfect. But I do want them, and my prayer is that they would be pure-hearted, that Amen. they would have pure intentions, pure motives, pure um, ways of living, pure decisions, pure thoughts. I mean, it goes down to literally like the cellular level of, I want to have a pure body as well. Yeah. Like, I want to be yeah. eating clean food, Amen. and what goes in must come out. If it's garbage in, garbage out on all different levels. So pure is just just an incredible word to dissect in itself, which we don't have time for. But thinking that pure-hearted leadership is essential when you truly want Christ to be the center of your leadership, your family, your future, and the future that God's called you to. It's so important, and I think that Micah always tells me this, and she uses this with mentors, you know, the gals that she mentors and mm -hmm. disciples and leads, and she always says that I'm not God, right? I'm not Jesus, and I'm not the Holy Spirit, but I partner with them, right? and I'm empowered by them. And if you look at even John the Baptist, this pure-hearted leader who prepared the way mm -hmm. for the King of Glory to enter for Jesus, he had doubts. He legitimately had doubts if Jesus was the Messiah or not. He sent word. He was in prison. He ended up getting beheaded. And before he did, he asked his questions. And I think as leaders, if you get nothing else, get this. We need to ask questions. John the Baptist, mm -hmm. who was able to prepare the way for Jesus, had questions. And he asked questions. And here's what Jesus did. He answered them. That's right. It's amazing. And if you are wrestling with questions, mm -hmm. faith, existence, yeah. purpose, meaning, all those questions are, are welcome here, right. and Jesus will answer them. The second thing is John the Baptist had doubts. He legitimately had doubts, so he admitted them, and Jesus affirmed his faith. The last thing, John the Baptist was not perfect is what I'm trying to communicate here, and he even had sins. So he repented of them. He apologized for them. He was baptized mm -hmm. in the Jordan River for the baptism of repentance, and Jesus atoned for his sins. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And he does the same for us. Jesus will answer our questions, affirm our faith, and he'll also right. atone for our sins. And pure-hearted leaders prepare the way by pre-deciding in their hearts ahead of time. Yeah, that's the key. Ahead of time. Ahead of time. And look, I don't want to get caught in the weeds, but moral failures are happening at a staggering rate. And all I want to say about it is those were predetermined. And so then, Jesus, what's my motive? Search my heart, O oh God. Mm -hmm. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I just adopted King David's prayer and from Psalms. And so we want to be leaders who are pure-hearted, who prepare the way. And I use this picture. Mm -hmm. It's like young adults want to come to a table and eat food, and you just have to set the table for them. Right. But they really want the food to be there. 
They really want the food to be free most of the times, and they really want the table to be set. And so our opportunity, and by the way, this is an opportunity of a lifetime, mm-hmm. is to say, I'm here to serve. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to serve. I want to love people. I want to love God. I want to know him, be known by him, and make his name known. And I'm going to serve like Jesus served. And I'm going to pre-decide in my heart to prepare the way to serve. And we just want to conclude by saying we're going to look at the schedule real briefly, real quick. Right. And before we do that, is there any last charge you wanted to say? I think just be expectant for God to move this weekend. If you are in a messy season and you really need to hear the voice of God, or if you're on the mountaintops and you are in the best season of your life, I would just encourage you, God has something for each and every single one of us. And I tell young adults when they come to a excuse me, a Bible study or they come to prayer or they come to anything that we host. It's more like, hey, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. So we've been praying for you. We've been interceding for you on your behalf. Literally literally by name and praying with our team over like you and the ministry God is leading you to. But we can't make those decisions for you, right? We can have those prayers for you, but we cannot make those decisions. So I would just say, be expectant for God to move. Get alone with him. Take some time to reflect tonight afterwards, tomorrow in the afternoon, journal, um, meet some new people, have fun. That's the biggest thing. We love to have fun. And I know we're coming in heavy right away, but we want this to be, we want you to take the meat and spit out the bones, whatever you need to hold on to and grasp onto and just really apply to your life personally and to the ministry. We give you the complete freedom to do that. So I want to encourage you in that process. It's amazing. And here's what you can expect is Micah and I are going to kind of be your hosts, leading the way, preparing the way. And any time we switch from YouTube mm-hmm. to Zoom, a few things will happen. We're going to tell you ahead of time. Our team behind the scenes is going to put it into the comments. And also, if you get lost, it's in your email. Or if you tune into this place right here, this YouTube channel is home base. And there'll be an image in between sessions that says we're on Zoom. Right. And so we have a mix of, and why are we doing Zoom and YouTube? Here's the deal. YouTube is amazing for some things, and Zoom's better for some things. And we don't want just information. We are targeting transformation, and transformation happens best in the context mm-hmm. of interaction and engagement. Right. So Zoom is much more interactive and engaging. So every time we switch it up, we're going to do it, and uh, as uh, Pastor Brent is saying in the comments, ZoomTube is the best. So that's going to be kind of home base. We're going to have fun, I promise you. And we're really excited. I'll glance at the schedule real quick. In just a few minutes, mm-hmm. our friend Grant Skeldon is going to join us on Zoom. We're going to do a main session with him. He's going to share. He's from Q Ideas, Q Comments. He has his own ministry. He's an author. And he's going to talk about millennials, Gen Z, and comparison. We'll be back for announcements on YouTube at 6 before we turn you loose to breakout sessions with our team from Minnesota Young Adults is hosting those with Matt, Logan, and Jimmy. Addison Bevere will be a guest. Andrew Matrone from Red Rocks Young Adults and Dr. Randy Jumper as well. 7 p.m. I'm also really excited for what, Micah? I don't even know. You're so excited for Brad Jones. We've been talking about him for months. So 7 p.m., Brad Jones from Passion um, City Church is going to be Passion joining us. The guy's hilarious. Um, yes, he is fun. He's outgoing. He loves the Lord. And he just brings a whole different dynamic of just, 
I don't know, fun to the group. So be prepared to be able to ask questions. So if you have any idea or concept of who they are or what they do, or you want to start jotting some questions down now, that's why we're going to Zoom. So you have an opportunity to engage with them after they share that's what incredible. God's placed on their heart. So That's incredible. And we're going to practice, okay, and give us grace because this is our first practice round. We've done it behind the scenes, but live, this is our first practice round. And then... <laughs> We'll give you a few minutes. We're ahead of schedule, and that's a good thing. But what we're going to do is we're going to put in the comments the link to the main Zoom session. And Micah and I are going to press start mm -hmm. right now. I'll let you do the honors. Okay, got and it. as we migrate, we're going to practice migrating. Um, and by the way, before we migrate, we're migrating to Zoom right now. But before we do, you don't want to miss 8 p.m. tonight. That's right. 8 p.m. It's a special session. We haven't announced why. It's just exciting. We have some surprises. I promise you it'll be fun. We'll celebrate. So we'll see you next in the Zoom room, right? Let's do it. So we're hitting join, Zoom. Yes. We're hitting test audio, and we need to unmute it. I unmuted that. Oh, well, you unmuted. Okay. She's already unmuted. And then we're going to give you some... Um, oh, Brent's already waiting to get logged in here. There we go. Waiting room, perfect. And tech art, can you just nod at me or thumbs up if we're okay to run uh, YouTube for a little bit while people migrate? And we're going to link into Zoom right now. Okay, so we're in the migration process. I think there's a little bit of lag or delay. And so we are so excited. I see teams. And then if you can, mute yourself. We're going to admit you, but if you, if you can start. <laughs> we're going to mute, mute our you. friends, sorry. <laughs> We're, we see Zoom watch parties happening. And here's the deal. Type into the comments wherever you're at who's excited. 